Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Looking for some added competition? Having a hard time finding a tournament in your area? Tired of all the added expenses in traveling to a tournament? VirtualTournaments.com was designed to allow bowlers to use their league scores towards a national tournament. VirtualTournaments.com has multiple divisions available, along with brackets and high-game side pots. Visit VirtualTournaments.com today for information. VirtualTournaments.com. Real bowlers, real scores, real money. Jet Bowling is a proud sponsor for Above180.com. Want your score to soar with a new Jet Altitude or any other great ball in the current lineup? Go to www.jetbowling.com, enter coupon ABOVE180, and listeners can get a great discount. Jet Bowling, taking your game to maximum altitude. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowlers Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Del Ballard. Dell is a PBA Hall of Famer, and he recently joined Storm Products as the new PBA Tour Consultant. So Dell will be helping out the PBA stars that you watch on Sundays, from Pete Weber to Jason Belmonte to Rhino Page, Ryan Schaefer, helping all those guys read the lanes properly when they're bowling the PBA events. Dell, Timberg, and Joe Serrar here. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Always a good time talking about uh, to Milwaukee Joey. Well, Dell, let's begin. You have a new job. You're with the tour right now. You joined the Storm Products as a new PBA tour consultant. Talk a little bit about what a tour consultant does for the guys out there on tour. Well, um, there's many hats that you wear as a tour rep. Uh, first and foremost, I feel like my job is trying to help the guys get matched up with bowling balls, parts of the lane, angles, and shapes, and, and how they throw it, and try to keep them sharp to get them as close to the TV show as possible and let them take over. Uh, Del, Joe Serrar here, Milwaukee Joey, as you call him. Milwaukee Joey, baby. Uh, I got a question for you about uh, ball choice. I mean, being a, a tour rep, do you often have players uh, have sequence in balls where, say, you'll have a a pearl marvel as their you know starting ball, then they'd sequence down to a victory road and then down to a frantic, down to a tropical heat. In other words, balls with, with similar layouts, or do you prefer to go with certain categories of balls for the players uh, with just a wide variety of layouts? I like to do the step-downs. Like, you call it sequence balls, I call it step-downs. Right. I like to start, you know, to me, a lot of times layouts out here, you know, sure, layouts are critical, but they're not as critical when you can do different things with your hands. So, to me, I'd look at ball type first, and then, you know, is it pin above? We've been using no holes, or we're using holes, or we, you know, going pins above, pins belows, you know. We're not, I'm not that technical to say we need a six- Six-inch pin by, you know, 45 degrees, you know, at, at, at an inch past your VAL. To me, I'm trying to make it a little more simple than that. Get close with the ball, your original ball that you're starting with. Say it's a Marvel Pearl or a, or a Vivid, but then have your step-downs that you go to and then juggle balls around that. Okay, so, so having, uh, you know, your, your tour players out there, 
I mean, you've been with Storm for how long now? One year? Actually, yeah, no, probably about four months. Well, for, why does it seem so long to me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> because, well, because of the way they've been doing with the World Series of Bowling with all the tape shows, it just seems like it's been going on forever. Oh, I got you. So, who's your favorite PBA player on the Storm staff to work with? In other words. I mean, they they all present, I'm sure, certain challenges, but uh, who do you kind of connect with more than others? Ryan Schaefer. And and why is that? Well, because I worked with him for a long time at Ebonite first. 90, 98, 99, 2000, in 2001, I was a tour rep for Ebonite, and he was on staff back then. All right. So... And, and- you know, with Ryan Schaefer's game, I mean, we, we all see his game on TV, kind of a power player, you know, oh, yeah. hits it pretty strong at the release. As versatile as these bowlers are, don't you think Randy or, or maybe Rob Stone or, or his replacement could somehow mention what changes, you know, say Ryan's making to his typical game release-wise? So, you know, watch, you know, viewers can kind of understand some of the intricacies of the game? Well, I... I think they have. I think Randy's tried, to, you know, to the best of his ability to talk about because Schaefer has a straight game. He has a hook game. He throws it different on different shots. He twirls it sometimes. He tries to get the back of it sometimes. I mean, he does, you know, different things to create different shapes. So that's really all you're trying to do out here is create different shapes and angles. And Schaefer is one of the best at manipulating that. Norm Duke is another one that's great at manipulating that. Um, you know, Weber, you know, doing what he does, and that's just a natural natural gift what he does. And but for Schaefer, I think Randy has in the past gone through all those. Del Ballard joining us on the Above180.com podcast. Del, I want you to talk about how Chris Schlemmer helped prepare you for what you're doing. He was out there forever with these guys. So talk about how he helped prepare you to to do what he's, he was doing and now what you're doing out there with the guys on a weekly basis. Well, he didn't really have to prepare me. It's more about me learning what each individual guy needs. The the, the, pro, the the biggest hurdle I've had so far is when I was with Ebonite, there was only seven guys on staff. Out here, at any given time, there may be 15 or 20 to 26. <laughs> and for one person to cover that many people, it's just an issue. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard to do. Storm has the biggest staff out here, and that's the, the biggest hurdle that I've found is Hey, learning what each player needs, what they want to see, what they want to hear, and then being able to get to everybody. And the one thing and, I noticed uh, when I was up at the U.S. Open watching you guys is you were constantly moving from pair to pair, low end, high end. Your day is very busy. You you probably st- are 12 hour days when the tour's going on. It was actually 14 and a half, 15 hours there at the, at the Open. And because we got to be there at you know, 7.45 for the 8 o'clock squad. We're actually there at 7.30, and then they're bowling till 10, 10.30. So, I mean, you're looking at 14, 14, 15-hour days. But as long as you're doing something, you know, I don't even notice it. But, yes, you know, I, I walk from end to end, see what's going on. I try to get to everybody, make sure everybody's okay. And, you know, whenever you have a, a player that's struggling and you spend like six or eight frames with them, then all of a sudden, everybody's going to, they can look around and say, hey, where are you? Where you been? Because there's so many guys on the staff trying to get to each one. That's what I think Slimmer was so good at, being able to get to every bowler, talk to them just for the, you know, 
two frames, do the deal, and get to the next player. Schlemmer was great at that. I've never had right. to deal with a staff. And, Dell, I'm sure, plus there's non-staffers that want to use Storm, and they still yes. want to pick your brain or Chris's brain on, yes. you know, should I be using this or that? or Yes. Well, and, it... and, and they do pick our – the non-staff, that's why I say it gets from 15. We may only have 15 staffers. But by the time you get to the regional staffers, the uh, uh, amateur staffers, and then you get to the guys, the free agents, I mean, you're talking 30, 40 people. And that's where the you know that's where it makes it tough. But you know you just you do it and do the best you to your ability and and like the open was 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 horrendous there for a while. You know qualifying is just so rough. But the good thing is the swimmer was with me. Swimmer, he let me tell you something. He was he was a definite asset, a definite asset for that company. Oh, without question, and uh, he's kind of a whiz when it comes to knowing what layouts will do for certain players' releases. I, I've seen him in action, uh, yes. and I'm sure you're going to be a great help to Storm as well. Uh, you know, I get one question asked me uh, when customers come into my shop. They go, how come we don't see many nanos on TV, nano solids, that is, or, or we haven't seen any new vivids on TV? We keep seeing, you know, shiny criticals and marvels yep. and frantics, but, but none of the real powerful equipment. Well, what, what's your answer to that, Dell? Rev rates are too high. Rev rates too high? That Does it burn right. a hole in Rev the pattern rate, too quickly? Ball, or They burn the patterns up. They transition too, makes the lane transition too fast. Because, see, there's not any free hook out here. So when there's not any free hook and the hook friction develops, it blows open really, really fast. So if you're using a ball that makes the lane blow open really fast, you're, you're leaving yourself open to double, big four, two, eight, ten, big four, double, two, eight, ten, big four, things like that because it makes the lane transition so fast that you're better off using one ball down from the higher end, uh, higher end balls <clears throat> to where your ball will actually have a, you know, a little bit longer of a transition life. Again, joining us on the Above180.com podcast is Dell Ballard. Dell, I want to get you the hold of the line. We'd love to have you come back. Want to get your thoughts. You mentioned the Vivid. That's the, the latest piece from Storm. Want to get your thoughts on that ball. Also, some of the other pieces from Storm out there that many bowlers, as uh, we get ready for City State, uh, USBC Nationals, people looking to upgrade their equipment, get some new stuff. So, Dell, want you to hang, hang on for one second. Going to be right back. We're going to talk to Dell Ballard more about what balls you can get from Storm that are going to help you improve your game and take your game to that next level. Looking to shoe up against the best in our sport? The Proprietors Cup is a true megabuck tournament. It takes place in Dayton, Ohio, July 12th through the 15th. If you think you have what it takes to compete against the best in the industry, then listen to this. The Ace Mitchell All-Star Team Challenge is a place where your five-man team can prove it and win $10,000. Here's how it works. Go to www.proprietorscup.com to fill out an entry blank. The singles event is slated for July 14th, and due to high demand, a women's and senior megabucks tournament has been added. Check out their Facebook page and click like. Again, the website, proprietorscup.com, for all the details. This is Lee from BowlerX.com. If you're looking for the best prices and service after the sale on the Internet for bowling balls, shoes, bags, and accessories, come check out BowlerX.com. We carry products from all the major manufacturers. All in-stock orders ship out to you the same day. And best of all, we ship your items fully insured for free. That's right. We don't charge for shipping on any item we sell. 
Look for BowlerX.com at the 2012 USBC Open Championships in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. In conjunction with the event, we will be awarding one lucky winner with a $500 gift certificate, good for anything we carry. Simply go to www.bowlerx.com between February 10th and June 30th, 2012 to register. We'd also like to congratulate John Tassano of Seabeck, Washington, who was the winner of our $750 Brunswick Arsenal giveaway. John walked away with four high-performance balls from Brunswick and a KR Strikeforce four-ball roller bag. BowlerX.com is the online bowling superstore and a proud sponsor of Above180.com. Back again, Tim Burke, Joe Serrar, or Joey Milwaukee, as Dell's calling him today. Uh, we're going to talk Joey. Milwaukee Joey. There we go. Uh, Want to talk, you touched a little bit before the break on the Vivid, and, and Joey was asking about equipment and uh, why players use certain pieces on TV as opposed to some of their stronger end pieces. Want to get you to talk about some of the new pieces from Storm that a bowler could use to upgrade their equipment, starting, I guess, start off with the Vivid, since that's the latest release. Well, the Vivid has a lot of the nanotechnology. Um, it's a little cleaner through the front, a little more angular down the lane for a solid ball, and it just goes through the pins really, really well. I look at things as in step-downs, okay? And when I look at Vivids, I look at, okay, what's the next ball to go to off of that? That's where our Marvel Pearls or our modern Marvels match up. As soon as the Vivid gets early and a little lazy down the lane, once your oil gets down the lane, and and the fronts go a little bit, you know, and the vivid starts to go a little bit early, then our Marvel Pearls or our, our modern Marvels fit in really, really well. It's a lower RG core, and it's symmetrical, but the covers match up really well to where it's a good step down to it, to where it's not like you, you, you ball down one and it hooks off the lane. It's just the one thing I'll say about Storm that I think they have all the other companies beat right now is because they have the step downs, the correct step downs. You can go from... Vivids to Marvels, Marvel Pearls, the Marvel line. And then you can go from there and get into either some of the rotor grip balls or you can get into uh, the crossroads, the victory line. Uh, the victory covers are so good. The victory solid, then into the crossroads, then into victory pearls. And uh, it's just, and the high roads. I mean, they have a lot of good balls, the frantics, like Pete Weber right now. His favorite two step downs are going from the Marvel Pearl into the frantic. And we already know if he's in his Marvel Pearl what the next ball is going to be. We know what he's going to have to do. And a lot of the guys have that same progression. You know, Dell, you, you, you call it step-down. I call it sequencing. Sure. The importance of this. I mean, even for a typical league bowler, you know, who bowls sure. an occasional city or state tournament is invaluable so they can kind of maintain the same shape of hook. Yes, exactly right. right. And and let, like you said earlier, there are times if you we would make a typical move, say a four and two move, you know, or a two and one move with, with the same ball, your strong ball, you're looking at two tens or opens. Whereas exactly. when you step down and go to a weaker ball, same part of the lane, you can maintain exactly. the pocket. Exactly right, and that and that's that's where out here. This is where you're going to be better explaining that than I am because I'm dealing with the guys out here and, and their terminology. But you're exactly right. You're, you're explaining it exactly right. Instead of having to, you know, you try to make the ball last as long as possible. So, you know, yeah, you make your couple board move here, a couple board move there. But as soon as you see that ball 2810, you know it's the wrong thing and jump back to the right a little bit and, and step down. And these guys out here are so good at doing that and they, and they know their equipment well enough that 
once I see something happen on the lane, all I can do is say, hey, guys, this is what's going on. Boom. They know what they're doing. You know, my job is actually easy because these guys are great bowlers. They make me right. look good. And, and Dell, do you typically see more, say, five, five and a half, six inch pin layouts being used, but by the high rev guys, even oh, yeah. the average rev rate players, you know, out there on tour, say it's 350 uh, as opposed to three and four inch pins? Um, yes. Generally speaking, unless it's certain guys trying to do certain tricks, we won't go weaker, weaker than, I mean, uh, yeah, weaker than, or stronger than four and a half. Four and a half is about as strong as we get out here most of the time for my guys. And we stick from four and a half to six inch pins. We, we stick in a pretty good window there and really just juggle the bowling balls, you know, the ball shapes on, on what they're designed to do. Right. And, and maybe you and I should clarify, but when you say weaker than a, Four, I'm sorry, stronger than stronger a four-and-a-half-inch four pin. Like We're talking four a three a or three-and-a-half. Three-and-eighths, yes. Right, which just creates more track flare, but more track flare isn't always necessarily beneficial, especially out Correct. there on tour. Well, you have a higher rev rate, and you increase the flare by making the pin stronger, and then all of a sudden the ball starts picking up way too fast, not enough down lane, it doesn't go through the pins, and you know you just have to, you have to really monitor what the fronts do and, and what, what, and then what happens when the ball, when the oil gets down lane? So how much do you miss bowling out there and competing against the best, Dell? Because I mean, what do you have? A, a dozen titles on tour, four majors. I mean, is is it still in your blood? No. I Why's get that? more out of I get more out of helping people bowl than I do doing it myself. And watching I, Carolyn. I, I made that transition. I made that transition in 1998. Whenever I had wrist surgery, and I got to spend a lot of time with my wife bowling through the, through the with her bowling through the middle '90s and late '90s, and then you know I came back for a little bit in 2001, 2002, and I just don't have the game that keeps up the modern game that keeps up with these guys. I don't have the ball speed. Um, I don't have the rev rate. I don't have a lot of the things that I see that it takes to be successful out here. And so, so, in other words, you had your run. Play. What's that? In other words, you had your run. Time yes. to let somebody else kind of have yeah, the limelight a little me. bit. Huh? You know what? It doesn't bother me one bit. No. I'm good by that. Again, Dell Ballard joining us on the Above180.com podcast. Dell, you mentioned you love working with bowlers. Uh, U.S. Open, you had a lot of amateurs come out there and try their game. You work with yeah. folks down in, in the uh, Dallas area where you, you have a pro yeah. shop. Uh, what is one thing that you see as a constant theme from bowlers that bowlers really need to work on to help take their game to that level that you see out there on the PBA Tour? That's, that's not to be too technical, but what I see out of your, your I don't want to say average bowler, but your 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 non-touring player or regional type player is a lot of the new pay people have messed. I don't want to say messed up arm swings, but they're not straight and traditional like they used to be. And what happens with that? What that does is allows them to throw reactive balls and get them to read the, read the lane really well. But the problem is that creates a really really bad spare game. And because swings, what makes spares? You have a straight swing, you're going to be a great spare shooter. And I just see today a lot of the kids concentrate more on trying to hook it and try to throw these reactives and try to overthrow it and try to do a lot of things that are not uh, sound mechanically, and it creates an environment for bad spare games. And 
I just think that's that's bad for bowling. I, I, I mean, I know I'm a bowling purist, and I'm an old-school guy, but there's nothing wrong with, with being able to have six baggers, nine spare, nine spare, nine spare, nine spare, nine spare, for 240. Okay, today you see games are double, open, double, open, four-bagger, open, and they're and they're satisfied with it. They're okay with it because they know there's a four-bagger coming after it. And I just, I don't, I don't comprehend that. I, 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 those are wasted pins to me when you don't spare. Well, you know, Dell, you just hit the nail on the head. I know what I'm going to be working at the, the rest of this season is keeping that swing tight and close to the body because, you know, I'm 57 now. My spare game has suffered a little bit this season, and, and I'm wondering why, why, why. And, and I don't even try and hook the ball that much, but right. I'm going to work on keeping that swing straighter. And I'll get back to you and let you know if that spare game improves because you have to. Uh, you have to. You we all know, you know, on the golf tour, right? You, yep. you drive for show, but you putt for dough. Exactly, exactly. But that's why you see in tough tournaments like the U.S. Open, who do you see on those shows? You see a Mika, you see a Barnes, you see a Schaefer, you see a Weber, you see a Duke all the time. Why? Because they make their spares. You're talking about the best spare shooters on, on tour. Yeah, I heard that Norm Duke missed a 10-pin at the U.S. Open, and it, he was still talking about it eight games later. So that tells you I'm how sure. much those, those guys take missing spares. Yeah. Yes, but look it up. But if you look at their swings, all, every one of those guys has straight swings. And you just can't you can't make up for a bad spare game. I don't care how good you are. Kelly Kaufman and Bob Vespi and all those guys proved that. All right, Del. Well, it's been a pleasure. We're gonna have to. We're gonna let you run. I know you're you're okay. working with the guys, but appreciate no you taking some time. We're gonna have you on again because this was great, and the time just flew by again. Del Ballard sure. uh, joining us from Storm as the uh, PBA Tour Storm, Storm consultant for the uh, tour guys now at Storm. Uh, so, Del, want to thank you for joining us and appreciate it. And we'll do this again soon. Okay. I'd love to do it again. Anytime I can talk to Milwaukee Kelly, I'm happy. Hey, Dell, thank you, and uh, make sure you let me know next time you're near Milwaukee. Dinner's on me. Maggiano, baby. I'm ready to go. <laughs>